1 Corinthians chapter 3, we find a story about growth. We find a lesson about growth. As Paul is writing to the believers in Corinth, he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. For you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Let's pray together tonight. Gracious God, thank you for the opportunity to be back in your house tonight. I pray that you would teach us through your word. I pray that you would feed our spirits and help us to grow closer to you. And ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul is a little put out. Well, in 1 Corinthians, Paul is put out with the Corinthian believers. They haven't been living the life that he taught them to live. You see, he had been there just about five years earlier. Five years earlier, and he had taught them the truth of the gospel. He had taught them how a Christian ought to live. He had taught them the things he knew about Jesus. And so what we find is that he's a little put out with them because they're not doing the things that he had taught them to do. They're not living the way he, that he taught them that Jesus showed us how to live. We find some of the uh, more famous passages of scriptures in, in 1 Corinthians, like 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter of the Bible. A beautiful passage of scripture all about love is patient, love is kind. You know, the, you've heard it at weddings, you've heard it at all sorts of events. But the thing is, when Paul penned that, he wasn't writing it to, to a couple about to get married. He was writing it to Christians, telling them how they ought to behave. It's a letter to the church, to a church that had infighting, to a church that wasn't spiritually growing. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he talks about their lack of growth. Because you see, something we've got to understand, that spiritual growth, there's so many parallels between spiritual growth and physical growth. You know how it goes. When a baby's born... You, you know, they get formula or they get milk. Well, you know what? If Truett today, if all he was receiving was Infamil, I think that's the brand that we used when he was, you know, taking the bottle. If that's all he got today, we say, well, something's wrong. He's not getting all the nutrients a growing boy needs just from the bottle. No, he has to eat more solid food. Same with all of us. And at the same time, though, you know, I really wanted one after a couple of days there at the hospital when he was born. But we, you know, when we left the hospital with Truett, we didn't go to the roadhouse and buy him a steak. That wasn't developmentally appropriate either, was it? Our spiritual growth, so much the same. Look in uh, chapter 3. Paul says in verse 1, he says, I can't even talk to you as spiritual people because you haven't grown any since the last time I saw you. 
In verse 2, he says, I fed you with milk and not solid food. Because when he first met them, that's what they were, babes in Christ. And he said, you haven't matured any. You haven't grown any. He says, therefore, until now, you are not able to receive it. And even now, you're still not able. He says, I gave you milk, not solid food, because at the time, milk was appropriate. But now, five years later, you ought to have spiritually grown to the point you need the solid spiritual food. What's he talking about? Of course, the milk that he refers to, we're talking about spiritual milk. He's talking about the elementary doctrinal truths of Scripture. The things that children learn in Sunday school. The things that I would hope that for the Sunday night crowd, the things that we ought to all know, the things we ought to have known uh, for a long time if we've been Christians for a long time. Just the elementary truths of doctrine. Solid food. That's more advanced knowledge. That's the kind of things you learn as you mature in your spirituality, as you mature and are able to grasp things uh, with your mind. So, of course, you don't give spiritual babies deep doctrinal truths because they can't understand it. But Paul says, by now, you ought to be able to understand and receive the solid food. The only difference between the milk and the solid food is the depth at which someone's able to understand it. You see, there's still the same truth. I used this example with the teenagers several weeks ago. I remember in high school geometry class, uh, and Miss Levine probably, she, she remembers this. I don't. I remember one thing about Pythagorean's theorem, and that's A squared plus B squared equals C squared. And it has something to do with a triangle. That's all I've got. Okay? But I'm glad I remember that much. Okay? I remember I got that in high school geometry class. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Pythagorean theorem. Got to college at Washita. Washita prides themselves on being a liberal arts institution, meaning that they're going to make you a fully rounded person. And I said, I got that. You got a chick, they had a Chick-fil-A on campus. I could round myself and did freshman 50, you know, not freshman 15. But anyway, we took this class called Introduction to the Liberal Arts. And there was one part on that we had each subject in that class. In introduction to the liberal arts. And there was one part about math. I don't do math, but I was in high school was pretty good at geometry. And I saw Pythagorean theorem on there. I thought, I got this. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. You know that never came up in intro to uh, liberal arts? Because A squared plus B squared equals C squared is like the elementary level of Pythagorean. No, we learned about who he was, how he developed this theorem. Stuff I didn't care about then, you know? But it made me a more intellectual person for the time. I've forgotten everything about him now, Pythagoras or whatever his name was. But see, that's the difference in an elementary truth and a deeper truth. And we need to make sure that as we are studying Scripture, that we go deeper, that we learn more, that we push ourselves. Because you see, we don't do that. It's not done easily. You know, you think about trying to learn a subject that's difficult for you. You have to really work at it. 
It's the same with our spiritual growth. It takes work. It takes daily work. But we can't miss the basics. We've got to start with the milk and work our way up to solid food. Over in 1 Peter, Peter told those he was writing to, he said, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. Why? So you may grow thereby. And if you look at the, 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 that word, he says, as newborn babes, if you were to take that back to the original Greek, it's literally the words used there are describing a baby that's just born. You know, you think about those of you who have been in the room with a baby that literally just came out of his mother's womb. The baby's hungry. That baby desires food. That's probably one thing on that baby's mind is how do I get food now? Paul said with that intensity and with that drive, you are to desire God's word because that's the only way you'll grow. That's the only way you grow. With that intensity and with that desire, you seek the word of God. So that's how we get the nutrition to grow. But you know, there's a trap to avoid. In verse 3, he says they're still carnal. He says, for where there's envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos, are you not carnal? See, there's a stumbling block there that's stunting their growth. That's a three-letter word called sin. Sin. It's envy and striving and divisions in this picture because they're saying, hey, Paul led me to Jesus. Apollos led you. I'm a better Christian than you. That's the kind of stuff that's going on. And he says, you're focusing on the wrong thing. None of it matters. What matters is focusing on on the word of God, what matters is making sure you're getting what you need to grow. Sin acts like a blocking agent, keeping us from getting the spiritual nutrition that we get from God's word. I'm convinced that if there is sin in our lives that is unconfessed, undealt with, and we even we spend time reading this word, but we refuse to deal with the sin... We don't grow because the sin blocks the nutrients, the spiritual nutrients from this word that lets us grow. We're going to come full circle and realize why this growth is so important. But as we remove the sinful activities from our lives, and as we increase the amount of time we spend in God's word, we gain a deeper understanding of who he is. And we gain gain a deeper love for him. And realize how deep his love really is for us. And so one more thing I want to look at. And that's in verse 6. And I love this verse of scripture. He says, I planted. Apollos watered. But God gave the increase. We got to read our Bibles. We got to study scripture. We have to desire the pure milk of the word. We've got to get sin out of our lives. It's a stumbling block to growth. But you know what? In some Bible translations, that word increase in verse 6 is translated growth. Maybe it is in your Bible. It says God causes the growth. You see, your teacher 
or your preacher, your Sunday school teacher, your pastors, a guy on some DVD, a Beth Moore Bible study, those things can't cause you to grow. You can't cause you to grow. You see, your teachers, we can only attempt to feed you. You can only attempt, and I can only attempt, to make sure we're getting the right nutrition, the right spiritual nutrition. And think about this. If you only ate once a week, if you only fed your kid once a week, what would happen? The DHS would be knocking on your door, wouldn't they, if you only fed your kids once a week? So why do we think we can only feed our spiritual lives once a week? A lot of times we say, where did I put my Bible when I came in from church last Sunday night? You know? Can't you find, oh, i got to find my Bible so I can go to church this week. All your teacher can do is try to feed you. All you can do is make sure you get the right nutrition every day. But spiritual growth is caused by God to reward those who seek to know him. Spiritual growth is caused by God to reward those who seek to know him. So why do we want spiritual growth? Well, because in light of what he's done for us, we ought to want to serve him more. In light of the fact that we were bound for hell and he gave us an opportunity for salvation and now we can go to heaven and spend eternity with him there and we can avoid hell, we ought to want to serve him more. But we can only increase our levels of service when we're committed to growth. Because if we don't grow, we just keep serving in the same place. I want to grow in my level of service. I hope you do too. And so I hope we can take this to heart as we go through the week this week. Is there anything before we